Delighted now to be joined by former Galway senior hurler Colin Canlan to look ahead to the action in the Galway Club Hurling Championship this weekend. Um, as well, it'd be greatly appreciated if um, anyone listening here on Spotify or YouTube can subscribe to the channel as well. Um, helps the podcast grow. Colin, firstly, uh, you were involved with Offaly uh, this year. There must be a bit of excitement now um, being part of Johnny Kelly's management team for Offaly and I suppose another addition that's caught the eye is Brendan Mayer into the backroom team. Yeah, definitely, Paul. Um, yeah, it's come, come around there the, the last few weeks. All right, we've uh, been working away in the background, I suppose, and organising things for next, next year. It was nice to be there last year um, as goalkeeping coach, you know, so that's something we're going to keep up this year. But uh, with a bit more responsibility, I suppose, being a, being a, a coach with the outfield team and a, a, a selector as well. So, um, yeah, we've, you know, been in contact there over and back in a couple of brief meetings. All right, so looking forward to training, getting going. Um, and as you said there, um, and I was there during the week as well, Brendan is joining the backup team as well. So what a guy to be getting in, you know, um, great experience. And, you know, not long after finishing up with Tip there, still playing his hurling with Barca Lee, but just a, a top guy, you know, so a few brief conversations with, with him, all right. Um, so really looking forward to hooking up with him and seeing, seeing what he brings to the table as well. Yeah, can't wait for it, to be honest. You said you were goalkeeping coach last year. You're going to kind of take a new role this year. Is is coaching just something you prefer yourself rather than just solely focusing just on the goalkeeping side of things? Um, yeah, uh, look, obviously being a goalkeeper, the goalkeeping coach was obviously a role I would have had huge interest in. And I still will cover that this year. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, definitely would have, um, you know, ambition in terms of being a coach. I'm, I'm doing it with Kinvara, my own club. A um, little bit of experience here and there. Um, yeah, so we, we, we'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward. But um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't phase me. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. It's um, Hopefully I can bring something to the table and, and you know, hopefully the player, players enjoy it and I enjoy it myself. And overall, how have you found being involved in intercounty management? Yeah, it's um, it's busy, Paul. It's busy. It, it really is. That's just the word that comes to top of mind. I, I suppose in my time with Galway as a player, um, you know, it's a busy schedule in terms of your playing schedule and training and matches. But what I find with management is you have all of that as well. You're at training and you're at the matches, obviously. But on the evens, you know, the players are maybe having a night off or whatever. And I suppose they're, they're rare enough too. There's still a lot going on, you know, meetings, phone calls and planning ahead and session plans to be to be drawn up. And um, so from that point of view, I don't know if you, I don't know really, do you switch off from it at all? It's nearly just something that's in the back of your mind all day, every day, in a way, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But that's the way it is for most people. I don't know. Or maybe that's just, part of the learning curve life to learn how to maybe switch out of it now and again but um it's crazy busy to be honest but in, in a good way I, I wouldn't i wouldn't use that as a complaint right it's, it's um we could be out of our works absolutely and you, you talked there like that you'd be thinking about it a lot but was was there one thing i suppose for you that was the biggest eye-opener maybe that you didn't realize before you stepped your foot into intercounty management um I don't know. Was I don't know? You caught me in the hop there, Paul. I, I don't know. Really, is there anything that? Um, not so much, really. Just, just I suppose. It, going back to the last answer I gave there, just on the evenings off and all of that. You, you know, there's there's no real, there's not too much down, downtime with this, to be honest. Really, like you'll you'll always find yourself. You know, we've a big backroom team there. Um, you'll always find yourself nearly in contact with somebody. You know, whether it's Johnny himself or, you know, Brian Roach is there as SNC or Brendan Egan was there previously, any of the other coaches, you know, you, you'll always find yourself maybe in contact with one of them or looking at things from your own side. Um, so I, I suppose the time element from being a player versus being in a backroom team, I think, you know, as a player, physically more demanding, obvious reasons, 
I think for being in a management team, obviously you don't you don't have to be out running around the pitch or, or whatever, but maybe mentally more demanding is the way to look at it from from a management point of view. That's probably the best way of putting it. Just there, you were talking about how busy it is. It's it's been a real hectic year, you could say for yourself, like being involved. I suppose going from inter county then straight into managing your own club, Kinvera. Yeah, it has. I'm actually enjoying a few weeks now for for the minute, uh, hanging around home. I can I can sit here this evening for the likes of this, and um, you know, potter around the house or whatever. But um, yeah, once once awfully finished there. I mean, even up and even there was a bit of an overlap there for a few weeks where Kinvara were going as well, and sure, you know, it's only ten minutes down the road, so I often find myself found myself going down anyway. And then once awfully finished up in. Uh, the end of May, Kinvara took over, and it's been. Um, we got to the quarter final in in the intermediate, so um, we had a decent enough run in that. I mean, but so yeah, it's been it's been fairly fairly full on there for a few weeks. So um, enjoying the last few weeks, a few more weeks left, I suppose, really before Offaly starts to really pull on my time. Um, I can't wait for that to happen, but still, I'm I'm enjoying. I will enjoy these few weeks now as well. Yeah. It's, you need you need a bit of a breather. You need that downtime as well, just to kind of reset and clear the head, I suppose, and uh, and recharge to go again. And was it always, I suppose, this year, like with Kinvara, I suppose, if people weren't looking at the Kinvara team, they might have been surprised to not see you, I suppose, in goals for the team. Was was it always for you this year, just like you were going to be the manager and that was it? Uh, it was this year, yeah. It's something I put a bit of thought into. So the year before we played, we had a relegation game hanging over us from senior, from se- coming down from senior um, for a long while. Um, and in the interim, our management had left. So um, myself and Dara Smith took the decision to take over the team and see out the year um, and, and see what happened. So we put a little bit of a backroom team together and I did actually play the relegation game myself. But... Um, you know, the, the result was bad enough. We, we, we got relegated. Um, but I just didn't enjoy it at all, Paul, to be honest. I mean, I, I, was, I was playing the match, but my head was on the sideline. And you felt responsible for a lot of what was happening, at the, you know, out on the pitch and team talk before the game, halftime, you know, addressing the players again afterwards. And, uh, you know, thought, thinking about it afterwards, I said, if, if we're going to take the team going forward, that's grand. I said, but I'm going to be on the sideline and, and the sideline only or else... Somebody else can do it, and I might look at playing on or whatever. And the plan was to play a bit of junior, but I just didn't have time to be honest. So I haven't played at all this year. Um, but no, going forward, no. Um, Paul, if, if 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 we do stay there with Kinvara again next year, it'll be, it'll be the same situation, you know. And are we capable enough? We we Mikey Mikey Smiths, you know, has been very capable this year for us, and we've good young goalkeeper who played in um, the minor A semi final there during the week. Kyle uh, Corners as well coming behind him. Hopefully we can start getting some game time into him as well now and, and bring him on a bit. So yeah, I think, I think my days are done there now. Maybe maybe a little bit of junior. Hopefully we'll see how things go. And does it feel like I suppose when you're managing your own club, there's obviously a lot of pride and passion there from playing with your club. But does it feel like you're kind of I suppose giving back to the the club when you are managing them? Uh, maybe it does. Um, I don't. I don't really think about it that way, Paul. To be honest, I, I just, I'm, I'm just doing the job. I mean, this is we're going into my twenty third year in that dressing room now, between playing and management. You know, so it's a fair stretch. Um, I don't know if that's not given back. I don't know what. You know, so um, no, it's it's just something. I suppose timing is, is is important with these things. And you know, myself and Dara decided to step in. There was just nobody there to do it. Um, you know, I, I'd spent actually, a, I was playing at the time, so I'd spent a good bit of time in, you know, trying to get, you know, try, trying to get somebody who, who who might come in and take us over and, and, and coaches or whatnot, and it ended up doing it ourselves. And I suppose one thing to, led to another, and, you know, um, you know, it's, it was myself and Dara there this year. Um, we'll see about next year. We haven't made a decision yet, but um, we've been ably assisted there by Ian Birmingham and Christy Kearney, so a little bit of a backroom team there together. Um, and hopefully we can progress on with that. Um, yeah, so it's been interesting. With your your own club, Kinvara, like we're going to touch, I suppose, during the podcast on 
the excitement in Milik Airport and Clymer this mm. weekend and their hopes to go up to senior. And then you're even looking at the teams that could go down between a Haskell Fowler and Tina Average Denier. You've obviously experienced both experiences there of coming down to intermediate and coming up to senior. Like, obviously in Kinvera, like, there, there would be disappointment that you're down in intermediate, but I suppose trying to, firstly, trying to survive in senior, like, how, how important is that? Yeah, it is. Um, I, I suppose that the first thing is, um, for us anyway, when we did get up there in, at the end of 2019, we just found the jump too much. You know, and I think there is a big gulf in Galway generally between... Sorry there, I'm to go across, but is that... Do you think that is because we have 24 senior teams? Sure, it probably is, Paul. I mean, what, what else could you put it down to? I mean, you know, there's, you know, we've, we've tried to look at the restructure of that and, and see, see how it goes. Um, you know, when we when we went up in 2019, we had Gart and Crockwell in our group, you know. So, I mean, you know, straight away we were on the back foot. Ballandurian had... Um, Ballandurian, we had them in the first game and they beat us as well. And they, they had gone up, I think, either a couple of years before that, or maybe the year previous. Um, so they, they had a, a couple of years under their belt up there. But um, for us, like, we, we did a number of young players and you know, a lot of guys, probably had a bit of a, a splash of um, experience of senior throughout the team. Um, there was a good few young players as well. And it was just too much of a step. Like, we just couldn't, we just couldn't compete. I mean, Crawford beat us by 18 points. Gort beat us all the way with good performance against Gort. Um, last 10 minutes, they just completely pulled away and beat us by about 10 or 11 points or something. Um, it was just too much. We just we just couldn't handle it, and uh, we ended up we ended up going down. Um, and we've been kind of building, I, I suppose, since or since we come in, uh, we we'd conscious enough decision that we would, you know, go with a really young team. Um, whether you realise or not, we played side on there a few weeks ago. We had five leaving starts playing on that team. We had nine under twenty, nine under twenty players playing on that team. Nine players under, under twenty one, I think. Um, so, like, I'd be very surprised if there was any team at intermediate that had a lower age profile than us uh, or a lower age average than us uh, this year. And that's the way we're looking at it. We're trying. We we were in the minor A semi final. Um, there's a good chunk of those guys now eligible for intermediate next year. Um, and that's the way we've been going about it, just kind of building build a new team. If you, I don't know if you saw any of our games or anything, but it would be quite obvious that we're that we are young, you know, even physically to look at as we're we're, we're a small light team. And that's probably what, you know, that was the big difference for us this year. Um, even playing a team like Anna Down, just physically, we were we were bullied about a bit against Rahul in the first game we were bullied about a bit not bullied maybe that's the wrong word but just find it hard to compete for those 50-50 balls um, but again just huge learning curve for our lads and we, we knew kind of you know that this was probably going to happen and uh, you know going to the next you know two, three, four years hopefully the likes of this year will be will be great experience for the lads that they can that they can call upon that um, yeah. And even looking at the intermediate final this weekend uh, in Dublin Park on Saturday between Mila Gaycourt and Kalimer, like huge excitement in both parishes to, to finally make the jump up to senior. Absolutely. I'd say it'll be building up nicely now, right? Um, two clubs that are fairly close to each other as well. I'd say there wouldn't be too much love lost between them. Um, I'd say you'll get a, probably a, a lot of neutral people, a lot of neutral interest in this game as well. Um, just for the fact, I suppose, it's a final as well. And uh, it's, it's just a, such a big game to win, to, to get up senior. And, you know, it's probably even bigger for for these two teams because neither of them have been have been up senior for a while. Um, so that alone, I'm, I'm sure the, you know, the excitement is starting to really build now for players and for Anyone associated with the team and supporters and all of that, there'll be there'll be there'll be plenty going on in, in those two parishes. Um, but isn't it great? I mean, it's um at the outset of the year, probably two teams, I suppose a lot of people would have, if you had to go right back to the start and you know, pin your colours to the mass and say who's right, who's going to get to that intermediate final. Um, 
it would have been a safe enough bet if you if you pick either of those teams to get there. So here we are now, and we'll see we'll see how they get on. Is there pressure this weekend, like just trying to focus on the game, trying not to just automatically think to yourself about uh, like we could be promoted to senior here because like yeah. There's a there's a trophy at stake, but I suppose it's it's the senior status that's probably the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Uh, how each team deals with that, I suppose, might have a little bit of an impact on the game. Their approach to it, individual players, how they deal with it themselves. Um, I was trying to think actually, you know, just looking at the two teams, you know, would there, would there be any anything there? That would sway you to kind of pick one team over the other, but you know it's a very 50-50 match, really, isn't it? I, I, I find it very hard to call a winner. Um, if I absolutely had to pick a deciding factor, and it would be so fine, it would be go down to Climber being in the final last year and having lost it. Um, would they have used the hurt from that game and, and bottled that the right way in? Or have they even mentioned it? I don't know. You know, but will they feel that going into the final this year that, you know, hold on, oh, we were here last year, we didn't get over the line. You know, we're not letting airport come in here and, and take this from us. I think that's as that's the only way I could maybe land on picking a winner for the game and uh, and picking climber to to win the game. Obviously, the airport are not going to care too much about. What happened to Climber last year or this year? They're just going to look at, you know, their own performance and their own way of doing things and, and see if it's good enough and, and get themselves back up. But um, either way, it's going to be intriguing. It's it's going to be it's going to be a real you know a real war of attrition. This one. Just with that hurt, can it be like it can obviously be used positive, but can it be used negatively as well? Where you're is, almost is it, Paul? I, I, yeah, it probably can, and and. It, you know, we probably won't know the answer, even if we get an answer at all until the match is over. Does it have any impact at all in in the psyche of the climber players? You know, either positively or negatively. I'm not. I'm not. We don't. We don't know. You know how how did that hurt or how did losing the final last year affect them as a group? It doesn't look like it's done too much negatively, to be honest, because they're back in the final. So they've obviously, you know, have a lot of belief in what they were doing last year and everything, and kicked on again this year and got back. So. You know they'll obviously be hoping it's it's uh it's something that can get them over the line having the experience of building up to the final last year and, and dealing with the pain of losing it but they'll, they'll be looking to go one better and then obviously airport haven't been in the final so how do they manage the week and how do they manage the approach to the game and do they do they get it right and as you mentioned the two teams like have been expected climber there last year Milik airport Probably they could say themselves maybe the underachievers at this intermediate grade in the last few years. Like that, that's what I suppose makes it so exciting. Definitely, yeah. Both teams have, I suppose, gone back the last two or three years now. They, they probably have been two clubs that have been, you know, expected to be in the mix at the business end of this championship. So, um, you know, maybe they feel like they're both coming at it now at the right time. You know, with whatever group of players they have or whatever's at their disposal, that now is the time to to get over the line and get up senior and and build on build on that. But um problem is only one of them can, can get over the line. So that's what makes it so special, really, isn't it? It's it's, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be um a massive, massive challenge for either of them. What stands out about these two teams? Um, at intermediate for you because even if you look at the semi-finals Kalimer always seemed to have a bit too much for Cylon Milik Aircourt and Rahun was close but you never really felt that Milik Aircourt were going to lose the game they were just always seemed to be ahead yeah I th- um, we, di- haven't, we didn't play Kalimer this year we didn't play them last year either um, we didn't beat them in the league either so I, I, know, I have no kind of um, knowledge of them you know up front for face value I've seen a couple of uh, videos I raised of the, the last game Aircourt we did play last year and, you know, uh, we gave as good as we could, to be honest, but we still lost by about seven or eight points. Um, and it was really just physicality, really, really better that day. As I, as I was telling you, we're, we are a young team in Kibara, but to me, just 
all over the pitch. They look to be to have good balance. They look to have good strengths. Uh, defensively, very well set up. No real holes you could pick at. Um, they played with a third midfielder at times as well. So tactically, obviously, a little bit going on. They're you know in tune that way. Um, and their forwards, they had scores in pretty much every position. You know there was. There was no fella there who was just there to, you know, fulfill a role and break ball or anything. They all looked like players who wanted to get their own score and were capable of getting their own score. And they had a spread of scores in the team, even their midfielders pushing on as well. Um, a guy like Niall Lynch there at wing back or in the half back line, able to take scores. So that's a big thing for them. But uh, on the other side of it, I think Climber offer pretty much the same thing. They're physical, they're strong, a um, lot of strength throughout the team. Well balanced, well set up, and they seem to have a good spread of scores as well. So, uh, again, going back to who's going to win it, you know, it's 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 real 50-50 stuff. One player in this, I suppose, in both teams that was involved with Henry Sheffield and Galway throughout the year, maybe probably didn't see as much game time as he would have liked, but he, he did stand out in the Fitzgibbon Cup for Jeffrey Linsky and NURG. Like John Fleming, he's just back from injury. He's a huge boost for Mila Gerkort to have back. You could even see the last day they were, you could say they were better when they had him back in the side, which is to be expected. But he's he's a player here who could light this final up. Absolutely, yeah, he is. I mean, they're, they're like, talk about getting him back at the, at the right time, you know. And to get over these kind of games, you know, semis and finals, you just need it. absolutely everybody you have on the pitch. Um you know, and, and that's you don't want to be looking at injured players on the sideline and losing the game by a pint or two and wondering, you know, what impact would that guy have made if he if he'd been there. So for Aircourt, absolutely it'll be it'll be vital to have and and climber as well to have everybody available to them. Hopefully nobody misses the game to injury on, on, e- on either side. It'd be cruel um at this stage. But I haven't heard of anything, to be honest, of, of anyone. Um his brother Niall got an injury, didn't he? The the at the last day, I haven't actually heard how, how he is. Hopefully, he's he's okay from that. Or I don't know. Do you know anything, Paul, on that one? Um, no, I haven't heard until now. Yeah, so that was that was the only one maybe there was a doubt about. Um, so, look, I mean, John, we saw earlier in the year, didn't he? I, he played against us in... Uh, when we were at Offaly, we played in the in the Walsh Cup. Oh, yeah. Very good player. Very good player, you know. Real keen eye for, for goal, but able to win his own ball as well. And, Clever with the runs he makes. So whoever um whoever climber have back there, him and Duan and Co, you know, they'll 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 have to keep tabs on on a player like him. just on that, like John Fleming's obviously one you'll expect to be involved with Galway, but like is there anyone else on either the sides that you could maybe see potentially getting a call in? Um I can't really say, but to be honest, I don't know. I don't know what there be. Um, there's none for Offaly anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, I, I'm sure Henry and the boys will probably have a key eye on, on the game itself um, and see if they can unearth something. Um, Lee, Lee McDermott has been in fair form for Air Cortez and he's, he's been causing a lot of trouble for teams inside. Um, he's a player that can roam out the field as well, I've noticed as well. And, and do and do some cause some damage from out there, um, you know. Whoever you lean, Fahey has been doing very well for for um, climber in the half back line. Um, Jack O'Mara has been doing doing very good. Um, Nile Lynch, I've mentioned before. Um, there is probably a couple of things, but I mean they're not really going to be looking at that. Really, that's not, that's not going to be their focus. You know, if if they if they win the final and. Off the back of that, get a call to go into um, to go into a, a panel with Henry or development panel or whatever. I'm sure they jump at it, but um, yeah, we'll see what comes out of that. Yeah, as you mentioned there, like a couple of the climber players standing out. A player really impressed in that semi final against Sidon was Owen McAvoy. Midfield, yeah. Yeah, he like he, he really did rack up uh, an impressive tally. But is is the thing more so with climber like? There's a couple of names, all right, that you see on the Mila Gerkor team and their standout players, but not not to be disrespectful now, Anton Climber, but maybe like some of their starting 15 wouldn't be known 
widely by everyone in the Galway Hurling circles, but it just seems like they have a well balanced team. Even the the last day when they yeah, pushed, pushed yeah. right up and let Cylon puck out, forced to turn over. Um, like yeah, yeah, the ball, yeah. Their work rate just was really impressive and one of the standout things from the semi finals. Yeah, that, look, that's all they'll be bothered about. You know, is, is their own performance and their own setup and belief in what they're what they're doing. Whether anybody outside of Claimer knows them or doesn't know them, I don't think they'll be too bothered about it. To be honest, um, you know, if, if they win the game, everybody will know them. Then that's all that that's all that worry them. Um, but yeah, Owen is a player I didn't mention there. He's been playing midfield. He's been very good, yeah, um, along with a few others. But um, they, they need a big game from him. You know, and that that's going to be a huge sector in in that match, that middle third. You know, it's going to be real hard stuff in there. You no, know, and. Uh, on Sunday for that one, but um, yeah, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll be too bothered. I mean, they are a balanced team, and and you know they obviously have belief in what they're doing, and that's all they'll focus on. Paul, I'd say. As you did uh, mention, both sides within a close proximity of each other, and yeah. a trophy up for grabs. Like, like you, you've obviously played teams um even like Ballandrine, like a local rivalry there. But what's it like, I suppose, when there's something this high at stake and it's coming up against your neighbours? You might get on with them off the pitch, but on on the on the field it's safe to say there'll probably be a bit of a hatred here between the sides. Uh, yeah. So hatred might be too strong of a way of putting it, I don't know. But look, I mean absolutely they're they're gonna just want to get over the line and, and win for themselves. Um Probably for the supporters, I'd say, Paul, I'd say it, it'll be, and uh, for the, the people in both parishes, I'd say the build-up would be good old crack. Um, you know, I'd say there'd be a lot of banter up there now, you know, and, and especially it'll be building this week. And I suppose nobody will want to be in the wrong the wrong side of the result and having to deal with what will come after the game from the rival supporters. Um, that's all it is. I'd say once, it, once the game starts, it's for the players, it'll be just, Totally focusing on on the play and the ball and, and the game itself. Um, I'd say for, I'd say just for the supporters, really, it's 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 more of a more of a, a deal in that regard. You know, whatever whatever crack and banter they have leading up to the game, but you know, will it add a little bit more spice to the game? I'd say it definitely will a little bit. All right, chat. Um, but that's what I was getting at the start. I suppose there would be a decent bit of neutral interest in this one. I'd say because of you know. Yeah. Looking at two teams so close to each other and knowing each other probably very well. Um, there's probably, you know, um, players that know each other on both sides fairly well, I'm sure. Um, so I think that will generate a good bit of interest um, and get a good crowd going to that game. And Colin Breza, like Barra, obviously, have been there in intermediate hurling finals. But do you think for both clubs, like, they have to appreciate being in a county final because like they don't come around that often for I suppose clubs in intermediate when they go up to senior it's it's not like you you're automatically going to be competing for the senior championship that you have to appreciate these times within the club. You do, you do, Paul, and uh, that's you know for climber they've been there. So that's that's why I'm kind of wondering do do they feel, you know, will that add an extra bit for them and you know that, that they've served their time, you know, in the in the doldrums after that game, and they've had the despair of of losing this game already, and they don't want it again. And will that count for an extra bit for them? We we'll see, obviously. But um, and for Aircourt, then they haven't been there, they haven't been in the final for a while. So, um, how do they manage the whole thing and everything? It's it's just a funny one. Obviously, if you get to the final, you've had a very good year. You know, things have gone so well. You know, right up to the start of the match, you 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 can't be any further along. You know, for the year in terms of uh, it being a good year, but then sixty-five minutes later, suddenly it becomes, you know, absolute disaster. If you lose by a pint or two points or whatever, whatever it is, if the result doesn't go your way. So, um, you know, it's, it's easy to talk about appreciating it then, but you won't care about anything only that you lost the game, and that's that's just. The cruelty of it, you know, is that you get to that point and it's just been so good and better than every other team that's been knocked out up to that stage. And then an hour later, you know, the whole thing comes falling down because you lost by a point or two or whatever. And for the other team, 
they take everything, everything. Like it's it's winner takes all. You know, so you you know, as the weeks pass, maybe you appreciate that you have the experience of it and, and that you played in the final or whatever, but probably be scant enough consolation really if you, if you lose it. I get the sense you're slightly given climber the nod. Um yeah, just solely it's gonna be fully completely 50-50 ball, to be honest. And that's not sitting on the fence. I don't think anybody could could definitively argue a win for either side here and say it's going if it was anything other than a couple of points here, I'd be surprised. And the only way I can decide and land on one team is climber were there last year lost it so will they feel that you know they've served their their time you know in um in in losing that and, and use that to spare to kind of get them over the line this year but again be it would be no surprise either fair court fair court put it off either it really is 50 50. just the game before this because it is a double header um and it's being streamed on goa ga we, we talked about a local rivalry in the just in the junior A hurling uh, final scan on Bellew coming up yeah. like it's I think that's what makes Saturday's um double header here exciting like because there's gonna be plenty of needle you could say in, in these yeah. games like because especially for Scanham on Bellew and Ballyguerre two predominantly football areas right on top of each other. Yeah for sure I actually didn't realise I was a double header post that's really going to uh Add to the add to the atmosphere of that day. Yeah, that'll be the, those two players will be emptied out as well and get over for that match. Um, no, Nile Healy is over Skehanna because we we played them actually in a in a challenge game earlier in the year. Very impressed with what they what they were doing. Um, you know they were they were, you know again fairly decent balanced team. They had some good players at both ends of the field. I know they had a midfielder who was well who was well able to carry the ball really quick. Um, I'm not too up to speed with uh, how. Ballygar, obviously they've gone on really well if they've got to the final, but how they've got there and the, the path they've taken, I'm not I'm not too Just sure. Just on Ballygare, like it's it's very impressive when you look when they've lost, I suppose, Craig and Simon Thomas to Casagare and to right, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, well, yeah, that is impressive. Yeah. So look, that's a big local one as uh, as well. I'm I'm sure Braggart Wrights are really on the line there as well to see to to see who gets through there. Um we're right in saying Skahan have lost the final as well, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, last year. Yeah, I think they were there last year, all right. Yeah, I think it was actually Crawford that beat them. So, um, yeah, again, how do, how do they channel that? And will it be enough to get them over the line? Should these these local rivalries like this, I mean, should they complete 50 50? It's form probably goes out the window, really, to, to a large extent. Overall, Colm, how have you felt uh, the championship this year in Galway? I, I suppose across senior and intermediate. How, how do you think it's worked? That's been fairly good, Paul. I think. I mean, the, you kind of judge it really on the crowds going to games and things like that. And the, the you know, the, the talk around the place. There is there is a lot of um, positive talk about the games and the standard hurling has been fairly good. Um, obviously, we've had decent weather. I suppose that that helps that helps this time of year as well and getting crowds to games and producing for the players to produce good good performances. Um, but overall, I'd, I'd say it's been received pretty well the way things have gone. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we get some good finals now. We're down to the business end of it. So at senior, obviously, there's a, there's a bit to go yet, but um, there's some massive, massive games coming up there, you know, um, with, with the heavyweights that are left in it. So um, and down to final stage, obviously, at intermediate. So, yeah, I think it's been good anyway, to be honest, Paul. It's been, it's been enjoyable being involved in the intermediate championship up to the... Obviously, we, we got beaten in a quarter-final stage, but it was enjoyable. Um, decent, good standard of hurling, and hopefully the team, whoever does go up now, can make a good fist of staying in senior B. The biggest game in uh, the senior hurling championship, preliminary quarter-finals are obviously massive for them sides to advance. But for the players in Teen Abbott and Irene and Haskarfona, like you experienced last year, like I don't, I don't think people actually fully realise this when you say it. But this relegation final for these two teams, it's as big as a county final. Yeah, it is. It is with a lot more pressure, I suppose, Paul. But you know, you, you don't get a trophy or anything, but you, you nearly get something that's bigger. 
in uh, keeping their senior status and, and you know in terms of development and everything. But look, I, I'm 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 an advocate of playing at your level as well. Yeah. And for 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 us in Kinvara, when we did get relegated, we deserve to be relegated. We we no qualms about it. We were we just weren't strong enough to compete. Is it the worst thing to have that yeah. realization of coming down? I know, and it initially it's, it's an awful yeah. feeling. It, it, it's not nice. Like, I mean, losing a championship game is, is not nice. Any championship game at any stage of the year. So losing a relegation game, you know. Every other team in the group in the in the division stayed up, and and you you have to drop down. So it's it's not nice, and it brings it brings a bit of pressure to the whole thing. It's a massive relief if you can pull it off and stay up, but if you don't, um, it is not it's not it's not nice. But you know, for for those clubs, it's going it's going to be a tough week, and they're tough training sessions, and it's a tough game to get ready for. And it's a tough game to play in, um, but that's what's in front of them now, and that's what they're faced with. And, They'll have to get on with it. So the Hasbrook versus uh, Keen Average and Irie at two o'clock uh, Saturday in Lockray. Are they two sides you're surprised to see in this final? Um, yeah, they're, they're both the both teams that are um, you know they've established themselves fairly well at senior now at this stage. The have been up for a while. Teen have always been there. You know, well capable of winning games and beating teams up there. Um, Tina is another team that we played during the year in a challenge game. Uh, we made a good fist of it for half an hour, but uh, they completely went through us in for the second half. So I was actually impressed with them on the day and the way they the way they were going about their business and their activities and chain Maloney as well. Um, so a little bit surprised to see them down there, but I mean that's just the nature of. You know the competition. Yeah, Look, senior B. The, the teams are so so equal and level. There's nothing. There's nothing easy there. You know, there's no game where you're you're guaranteed that. You know, there's no whipping boys. We'll say everything is, everything is very hard. I mean, very hard to come across. Um, and for Hasker, then, um, you know, obviously two two or three big players there that have loads of county experience. The Banyans and Sean Blaine and that. They'll be they'll be hoping for big games from those guys and, and, and see if they can pull them through it. The losses, Shane Maloney and Paul Clean, obviously playing Club Hurling now over in London, they're they're probably real two significant blows. And if you look at it, like most teams, like if you take out two players that are on the spine of your club team, like it's it's gonna be a massive blow. Uh, it, it is. You you need everyone in these games. You, you need absolutely everything you have. Uh, we saw it this year we were missing Conor Wheeler for a number of games. Uh, we got him back for the last one, but you know Galway would miss Conor Wheeler. Never mind, never mind Kinvara. So for the for those clubs as well, you know they're they're the names you mentioned there. They're they've been big big players for the clubs down the last few years. I'm sure they would love to have them being able to call upon them, but um, what can you do? You just you just have to get on with it and let somebody else step in there and see if they can get the job done. But um, yeah, they're they're huge players to be missing. Is a Hasbro as I, I suppose two game changer players in a relegation playoff in Bork and Cotton? Do you think them that them two players and I suppose the with the other players that Hasbro have too might just dig them out of this at the weekend? They could, they could do. Yeah, I mean they're they're just real top top players. I mean top players across Ireland. Never mind, you know the Galway Championship or or whatever. So, um, Tina will really have to plan for those two and see how they're going to nullify their impact in the game. Um, but they are two guys who either one of them could cut or both of them could cut loose and, and you know, do an awful lot of damage in a period of the game and, and that could be that could be enough for them. The uh, two senior uh, preliminary quarterfinals then on Saturday, Capitagal taking on Mike Cullen. Uh, that game is in Pierce Stadium at 3.45. I nearly feel like I'm repeating myself most times here when we talk about the championship, but I think Mike Cullen have really been a lesson to a lot of clubs this year. Absolutely, Paul. Uh, yeah, they've, they've really gone about their business really well. They're bound to be happy where, with where they're at. Um, do they kind of get into a mindset now of settling for what they have and, and being happy with the year and moving up senior A? You know, or do they really bite down now hard and, and, and try and, you know, push on and, and, and surely they have to make the most of it now? 
yeah, I, I, I'd hope they would. I'd hope they would. You know, hope they would take it that way and, and really try and you know, you know, they're taking on obviously a very seasoned senior senior team team that has been in you know loads of semi-finals over the last few years. Um, guys with huge huge experience, so it's going to be a different kind of a test. A team that has played senior A all all year up to this point, so it's going to be a huge step up in that regard. Um, you're, you're probably fancy Capitagal to come through to come through, all right. But uh, you know, it'd be an interesting one. And Mike Cullen, funnily enough, another team we've we played in the earlier on in the year in, in the league. Actually, uh, we did quite well against them for for long periods. But they were they were physical and they were fast and they were well able to use the ball. Um, I believe John Hardyman is is involved in there now. He wasn't there at that point, but he, he is now. Um, bound to be doing good work with them. So, um, are you surprised yeah. by the rise? Not really, no, to be honest. I, I'm not. Going back to what I saw that day, they look like a team that would be very well capable of dealing with the demands of, of senior B. Um, whether they're openly their ambition was to get up to senior A, only they can tell you that, but they're there now. Um, and like I said, hopefully they just don't settle for that now and they can really, really put another good performance in because... They will, they will, they will need it if if they don't. If they're anyway short at all, Capitagon would just be too strong for them. So, you would still obviously favourites, huge favourites there, Capitagon, but um, still should be an interesting game. Fiona McDonough for Mike Cullen um, definitely seems like someone who's in the Galway conversation. Yeah, I, I, whether he is or not, I don't know, but he's a he's a he's a fair size of a of a guy. I mean, he, he causes teams. A lot of trouble, even in that league game we played earlier on the year. Now he was causing us massive trouble, and we had to bring on a guy who was um, was was very strong under the high ball and try and try and stop him some way. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, do you mean do you mean into a goal, into a Galway setup? Whether he's in conversations, I don't, I don't know, Paul. To be honest, but he'd be a guy that might be worth a look. Yeah, he, he's just something different, isn't he? And as you mentioned there, Capitagal, a real season team. Yeah. You, you'd still would expect them to get over the line just with their experience and the character of that club, but but it's, it's a dangerous one at the same time. It's a da- it is a dangerous one for them. I mean, they, they just can't be off in any way either because it, it, you wouldn't know Michael and could just catch fire on the day. But um, just with the experience they have, and I suppose just having come through a senior A campaign as well, and the games they have played, you'd think that would be enough just to, to carry the day, really. Yeah, no, definitely. And with, with the players they have as well, particularly the managers in attack, Darren Nevin, like, like there's not the two Collins brothers as well, Liam and I, like, there's there's some real flair in that team. Some good, good operators there now, right? Dickie Crone, obviously, James Gavin goals, uh, Dickie Crone in the backs. Um, I saw their under twenties play their own under twenties there earlier in the year in a quarter final. Um, it was my first time to see get a glimpse of Liam Collins up close. Really looks the part. Um, someone who we should see in a in a maroon jersey, I'd say. You know, a lot from here on. Um, yeah, so they 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 have scores and they have defenders, and you know they're, they're obviously well coached, well tuned in. So um, they're a tough they're a tough proposition for anyone, Paul. Really. Portumna and Crowell at 345 uh, as well in Lockray, uh, the second preliminary quarterfinal. Um, you'd ha- I'm, I presume, like everyone, you'd have to be impressed with how Portumna have got their house in order this year. Yeah, you would, to be honest. Um, I suppose they'll they'll get a, a lot of belief from the manner of their, their victory over Mulya. Um, and then the win again the last day, so... Yeah, I mean, any team that has Joe Canning in it, you know, will, will fancy their chances. But no, they've been they've been they've been steady enough all year. To be honest, they've been they've been working away there and getting their results um, without doing anything too frightening. But I mean, would you count against them now at this stage? You know, you have a lot of you have a, you have a good day's work done now if you if you get over them. Uh, Crowell have kind of stuttered along a little bit, but. Um, you know, again, a team that are very seasoned as well and, and have a lot of experience playing playing up and playing up on senior and playing in knockout games. Um, geez, Paul, just thinking there now, I, I find it hard to call that one, to be honest. I really would. 
Would you say if Portimao were to get over this one that it could be their courses for the championship? Absolutely, absolutely. I don't see why not. I think it's very open, to be honest. The whole thing. Um, Thomas is obviously front runners, um, and Clark Moore maybe Claren Bridge. Um, you know, Lockray will not too much talk or haven't heard a whole pile of talk about them either but that'll suit them down to the ground because there's no way they're not tying up this championship as well and going all the way um, but yeah Portumna any given day you know Portumna taking on anyone you, you just couldn't write them off and it's with the way the championship is now you're looking at preliminary quarterfinals you're looking yeah. at teams who are waiting in the quarterfinals they obviously wanted to avoid them games and avoid some of these teams in the preliminary quarterfinals because as like we look at the two games on Sunday as well, they're going to be very tight. But it's dangerous in one sense because momentum is on the team side who come out of these preliminary quarterfinals. It is. Look, you, you, you'll always pick the direct route and you'll want to go straight through. But if you do go the preliminary route and you come through it and you're unscathed in terms of injuries, then you are in a decent place. And you, you know you'll you'll take where you are, and you'll use that momentum maybe to to get a run at to get a run at the team you're meeting in the quarterfinal, and, and get off to a good start to that game, and hopefully that, that 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 might be enough or make it make enough of a difference. And it is a little bit dangerous for the teams that are already sitting their way because you're maybe just going a little bit stale or a little bit cold, and in uh, in waiting to see what's happening. The weeks are passing, and you haven't had a meaningful championship game, but. Um, you can't control it really, can you? I mean, if, if you had the option, you know, before it all started or during the group phase, you're obviously going to take direct two to the quarterfinal route and make absolute sure that you can have players fresh and reset and maybe a few little niggles hanging around the squad. You can get those cleared up and have everybody in good fettle going into the quarterfinal. So um, if you lose the match, I suppose you'll be saying momentum killed you. And if, if you win the match coming through the preliminary route, you'll say momentum was great for you. And if you win it from a being in the sitting in the quarterfinal, you'll say the freshness, the fresh, the freshness and clearing up those injuries is what got you over the line. So who knows? Hindsight, <laughs> <laughs> really. Yeah. And yeah, that that part of a Crawford game, it's 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 interesting. You mentioned Lion Healy there for Skahana. It's yeah, he seems to be a bit of a loss for Crawford, and it's to be expected because. He's definitely been one of the standout hurlers in the club scene in the past two decades. There's no doubt about that. But it's something Crawell have maybe struggled to not, I suppose, have that accuracy that Niall Healy gives them from place balls. Ah, yeah, but how, how would you replace it? I mean, like any any day Niall played for Crawell over the last, how long are we talking? 15 years or more? I mean, sure, it was 10 points plus every day, you know, and whatever, you know, even, even more, 15 maybe. You know, and anything inside the 65 was generally converters um, and always chipping in with four or five, six points from play or whatever. You know, it's I, how do you replace that? I mean, any, any club would have loved to have that in their side down the years. Um, so there's always going to be a bit of a drop off there. I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can get at any of the players for not producing what he produced. That was just, that was just exceptional, you know. So, um, they would obviously, they were obviously always going to feel the effects of that. I think, um, but that being said, I mean they still have, they still have a good spirit. They'll just, they'll just need, you know, a number of other guys to step up now, Tom Monaghan and these guys, and, and you know, try and fill that void and maybe spread those scores over a number of players rather than trying to focus on trying to get one player to leave it all to him to replace to replace what Niall was doing. At the same time here. Crowell air coming on the back of an impressive victory over Gort in the final round, which ultimately uh, saw them get through and into the preliminary quarterfinals. So I'm sure there has been a bit of a bounce for them now with that result. Absolutely, they'll, they'll be delighted with getting through that. I mean, beating Gort is a, is a is a tough thing to do. Um, they they probably would wouldn't have the best year by their by their own standards. Um, but I think they were. Handicapped a little bit by a good number of players being away at the start of the year. Um, they did get a win there. They would have looked to, you know, probably capitalise on that, but it hasn't worked out for them. And, and probably, probably go into this game now with a, with a bit of momentum and having a having a scalp like Gart is definitely going to give you a bit of belief. 
And on that, like, you often get the question, what are county players like when they they come back to their clubs? But, like, Tom Monaghan has really stood up for Crawford massively this year. Usually, yeah, he has, yeah. He did, he did a great year with Crawford. It was delighted for him to see him play, play the way he did all year, to be honest. But uh, he, he's just one of those guys you just know when he goes back to the club as well. It's just those performances. There won't be a dip, really. He'll just, he'll just carry it on a, a, Bring that into his bring that bring that county form into the into the club scene, um, yeah. So he, how he plays now is going to be really important for them. Um, he's, he's a he's a big player, probably. I suppose going back to Niall Healy, I suppose he's the next go-to guy now for them. Uh, but well able to manage that expectation, I feel. Good call this one, Porton Gravel. Oh, it's a tough one, Paul. You go first. Uh... <laughs> uh, I think I think Portumna just with momentum on their side will do this. Sounds good. Go with that. <laughs> <laughs> then just the uh, final two games on Sunday. Uh, Claire Bridge, Ardrahan, Ardrahan. Four local, four local rivalries. Yeah, like two local rivalries on Sunday. You would say here, but does the fact that Ardrahan went all the way to penalties what? What, I suppose what's involved in that, like, could yeah, be- I don't know. Will it, will it take anything out of them? They're 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 going really well, to be honest with them. Uh, Noel Latanian and a couple of the boys there fairly well, so they're very happy with how things are going and uh, the games they've won and all of that the progress they've made. Um, yeah, you 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 have a you have a tough day again to to beat them. They're obviously in a very good place. Um, what a massive task you're playing the. Team that nearly won the county final last year, you know, Clare, Clare Bridge. Um, I know a lot of guys there as well. Had a had a couple of years with with those lads as well. Not so not so long ago. Um, really really fine team, really fine team. You know, you know, great horrors all over the, all over the pitch. Um, they'll go into they'll go into it as favourites, and and you'd you'd be expecting they will have enough to to win the game. But again, in these local derbies, form just goes out the window again for another one. Clambridge, one thing though, you'd have to say, even from the Thomas's game, they played out an absolute thriller. But to rack up a score like 4 17, it really seems like when you play Clambridge, like you really have to be defensively secure because they are racking up really high scores. Uh, they will, they'll always be a massive threat. Like 4 17 is a huge score to be putting up. But um, I suppose from their point of view, they will be looking at the 4 20 that they conceded and seeing how can they. How can they chip a bit off that? Because if you concede four twenty or anything near it, you know you're going to be in bother. You, you need that massive score yourself to get over the line, but it's leaving yourself an awful lot of work to do. Um, and against a team that maybe set up defensively, um, or play a sweeper, or make, make things very awkward, you know you could have a tough day. So while it is impressive to be scored four seventeen, um, I'm sure the emphasis for the last. The last few training sessions, whatever is how we're gonna how we're gonna stop the opposition from, you know, putting up a big score like that, and how we're gonna get a little bit more more tighter at home and keep things keep things tight at the back. Final game then, uh, Turlock Moore and Owen Moore Mary, <coughs> game of the weekend. That isn't that is a tasty one, yeah. Um, again, not far from each other. Um, Owen Moore. Coming off the back of the minor A semi-final will as well be a bit of a pose down there. Um, they've had a decent year as well themselves. They won't be afraid of Torlock Moore. Um, lots of big players there on, on both teams. Um, Favourites again, Torlock Moore. You would fancy Torlock Moore to come through it. Um, you know, they've, they've probably designs really on, on winning out the championship and, and, going, and going all the way in the championship. Just, you know, so much strength and so much so much quality throughout their team um, and obviously very well coached there with, with Franny Ford and Jerry Kearney. So um, I would pick Torlick Moore, but they will have um, a huge battle on the day, but I expect they'll come out the right side of it. Nicely set up for Owen Moore Mary too, though. That's perfectly, yeah, perfectly. And then that's, they, they, will, they, will, they will like that. and They will like coming into the game with, with that kind of an approach, you know, not, not too much pressure on them and they can have a real cut off it. And, Anything could happen. You know, they are, are they good enough to win? They are good enough to win. I just think if, if Torlock Moore bring their A game, 
they'll they'll have enough to they'll have enough to spare. Franny Ford, someone you mentioned there, he he was juggling this year to turn up more intermediates and seniors. You you would have worked with him, um, obviously as a player with the Galway senior hurlers. What does he bring to the table? Uh he just he just he's just a born and bred coach, to be honest, Paul. That's that's the best way I can put it. He just I don't think he spends too much time of his day not thinking about hurling. He's just he just if you start a conversation about hurling or something, you can really go down a rabbit hole talking to Franny about about things and you know, um yeah, but he he's just a good guy. He loves what he's doing. He's very tuned in and, and very modern in his in his way of thinking and his approach. And uh very capable of adapting, you know, his tactics and 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 all about that and moving with the times in, in terms of you know what's working and what's not working with the with the way the game is played nowadays. Um so that that's a big asset for Torrick Moore to have. And um and Dublin obviously now as well. Yeah, feels strange even saying that now, but yeah. And Colin, just to finish, I know you have uh set up a bit of goalkeeping coaching yourself and um Owen Murphy from Kilkenny. Yeah, yeah, we've a couple of camps done there. It was something that was in uh in our minds to do probably the last couple of years, uh, Paul, but COVID put paid to that, so we had to kind of put it on the back burner. Um, it's something I've all, I've always wanted to to do really. Uh, I've done I've done kind of smaller versions, small camps just around Kilbarra, nothing you would see really publicised anywhere. Just you know, some keepers are needing a bit, a little bit of help from time to time, and I've, I've been speaking to Owen about doing this. So um, we ran one in Kilbarra there um, a number of weeks ago. It went really well. We had great numbers at it. Uh, we got brilliant weather, which was unusual for Kilbarra, but we took it. Um, it was brilliant. It was well received. Um, we got great feedback from it, and uh, the plan was, if we were doing one in uh, in Galway, that we would follow up and do one in in Kilkenny as well. So we got around to that uh, last Saturday. Uh, we ran it in Owens Club Pitch in Glenmore. So again, well received. We had good help with some other coaches there um, as well on the day as we did in Kinvara. Um, it is something we probably. We won't close the door and we'll do it again. We have a number of uh, clubs and counties on to us to, um, you know, that they would be willing to host us um, to do something in, in their in their, in their their grounds. Um, we'll probably leave it for this year, I'd say. Now we're probably, you know, we got lucky again last Saturday, but just this time of year now on running weather, trying to do, you know, a goalkeeping workshop on a day that, you know, has inclement weather is, wouldn't be much fun. So, um, yeah, thankfully it's been received well fairly well fairly well now um and the numbers that were at the camps it just shows us that there is obviously a uh, huge interest in in um in a specialist goalkeeping training if you like if you want to put that for that phrase on it um so it's something we enjoy it's something we like doing something we are obviously have an interest in ourselves and a lot of knowledge built up and experience so um Hopefully we can pass that on to some of the, the younger kids for the for the age groups we targeted for it, yeah. Great stuff. And it's, it's great to see that area in Hurling and um, workshops and everything there. Just to finish, Colin, to put you on the spot to finish, uh, who's going to win the Tom Callanan Cup? Ooh. We're at preliminary quarter-final stage, Paul, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think you're, you're jumping the gun a small right now with that question but um, God who will we say here for this does any does any does any of them you could you could pick by really I, I I'd say Torek Moore will will break it this will make, make the breakthrough this year um, you know we could be we could be sitting here next week and they could be knocked out but um, I'll go I'll go with them for now I'll give them the vote this time I mean but again, like ruling out Clare and Bridge and Lockray and, and uh, Thomas is even, you know, I mean, Thomas, what are they going for five in a row now? I'm after ruling them out. Jeez. We'll have to hold you to this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on, we'll, we'll go with that. But uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. It'll be interesting. There's massive there's massive games to be played there, Paul. There's a lot of hurling to be done. Um yeah, 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 I think I think there, yeah. if you if you if you beat Torrock Moore, I think you'd be well on your way as well. Yeah, and as you mentioned, you still have 
Thomas's there, uh, Sarsfields, Tommy Larkins, and not very far. Sarsfields didn't even bring take them into them. Be flying it as well, you know. Big players all over the all over the place as well. Tommy Larkins um, don't get much airtime when people are talking about you know county finals and things like that. But they've gone really well through the group phase. Um, they're sitting in the quarter final waiting for somebody to come through there. Um, big players on their team as well. I mean, yeah, could be any one of those. Probably to be honest. Yeah, no, it's, it's so wide open. That is all uh, on our show today. Uh, Colm, thanks a million for coming on. And No problem, uh, thank you. All the best with Offaly uh, whenever the season does get underway. Um, and thanks to everyone for listening.